You're listening to another episode of Inside the Tech Ecosystem, a podcast where we bring you fun and insightful topics about tech and its ecosystem in Nigeria. It's your favorite person, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right no in front of me is Emmanuel, your second favorite person. Mm-hmm. And we're glad to they get to decide anyway. Get. <laughs> I'm glad you joined us on this episode once again. We actually love recording these episodes because we have lovely listeners. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Why which was mm-hmm, fix your face, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what have we been up to since the last time we recorded? Uh let's see, let's see. I think I've been kind of in the mood of Christmas and holidays. I've been very lazy like in the last two weeks or so. As in, yeah, I don't know. I'm not re- playing games. I'm not, I'm not really feeling it. Just man. not doing as much work as I used to do. So, I guess. Okay, this is a man that has over how many projects <laughs> on his head. Well, that's fine. I don't know. I've not really been feeling Christmas. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe someone should send me a Christmas hamper to like look at this one <laughs> to get me in the mood. Okay, so let's just get right into the episode. Um. This is, as you can see from the title, another um, episode, another installment of the Inside the Mind of series. And today we have a very special guest in our midst. And why we say special is not because, you know, when you go to church for the first time, everybody <laughs> says we have a very special guest in our midst. But this one is special because you don't see his kind everywhere on the streets. Like, Mm-hmm. Man, man, you, can, you can see us everywhere. <laughs> you can see us any day. You can, you can wake up in the morning and boom, there's a developer that builds on the web right beside your bed. But Tosin, Tosin right here is a game developer and he has a knack for extended reality, um, for the extended reality spectrum that's augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality. Actually, I didn't know the difference between all these things until I actually met Tosin and, you know, so, <laughs> so most of the work that why can't the man be serious? So most of the work that um Tosin has been doing, Tosin actually has a lot of skill. Yeah. You see some of those filters on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Tosin has some that he did though. Nice. Yeah, like pretty cool stuff, right? Take all that um, Like, yeah. I, no, we'll put the link in the show notes. Uh Tosin is actually a game developer first. So he believes games will have a great impact across Africa in years to come. And, you know, he's currently working very hard in that space to um, bring game development to the level it has to be in Africa. Uh, he's a co-founder at Africa Comic Kid as well. I feel like I've said a lot about Tosin, so I'm just going to let Tosi, my man, to like, you know, give us the full gist. Why are you introducing yourself to a girl? How do you, how do you usually sound? What do you what do you what do you tell what do you tell your babes, Tosi? Okay then. Um my name is Oloa Tosi, just as Chuka has said. I'm a game developer yeah. with a knack for the extended reality spectrum, basically. Um I've uh-huh. been in the games industry for about three years now. And uh, I've worked on various game projects. I've built projects for learning based purposes. I've built XR projects, ranging from virtual reality projects to augmented reality projects. And I also enjoy public speaking. So yeah, that's oh, nice. 
easily paid about me. Yeah. I've, I've seen I've seen Tosin speak at an event before. I actually made it very fun. I think I anchored that event. I was Tosin and his guys organization. It was nice. It was really nice. Yeah. Okay, Tosin, there's something we always do with every single guest that comes on the show. Is a question. We always ask a question. We always ask one question. And the question is very personal and um, it's really dear to our hearts. I mean, like, we just want you to be brutally honest, right? Like, it's, it's a matter of life and death. <laughs> so, are you ready? Yeah, sure, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Emmanuel, I'll let Emmanuel ask you the question. <laughs> okay. I don't think the question is as deep as... Don't mind said, me, don't mind me. I'm always messing around. Yeah. So the question is, what would you be doing if you weren't in tech? Uh, the question is quite simple for me to answer. If I wasn't into game development right. at all, I'd be a pro esports player. I would go for oh. pro in esports. Yeah. So wait, let me get this straight. Did you say esports? E-sports. E-sports, e-sports yeah? electronic sports e-sports okay so like that's like a full-time job for some people right yes it is just the way you are so like they just ballers and stuff that get paid yeah. salaries to play yeah. matches i know you have guys that yeah. play games and get paid they're assigned to clubs and stuff like that yeah that's, that's, back up back up so like they just so wake up in the morning and they carry pad and they start playing game. <laughs> uh, God, basically, that's how it is, but it's not like that. It's just the same way your footballers go for trainings, they go for stuff yeah. like that. It's just the same way. But this time around, it's about games. That's nice. Yeah, so, okay, Um, where can I apply? Is that like a form or something? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, are different, there are different organizations that are into esports. There's even that for basketball. There's one that they recently oh. uh, they recently organized. I can't really say the name, but once I get that, yeah. passed across to you for basketball esports players. Is it two K? Um, yes, two K. Two K. Is it no, something no, yard? No. I don't know. I don't know, man. So what like, yard, I think so. I'm so like, sure. um, what what are the major benefits or something? I like. I'm trying to understand. Like, is it that um, when people build, when all these companies build games, they hire these people to you know, um, come and test the game or something like that? Um, that's for the ones that want to transition into the QA testing role where they actually play games and test games for developers. But the ones that are just full esports pro players, play games, participate in competitions and just do their thing and get paid. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I think after this, I'm just going to look more on that. I mean, you know, <laughs> any way to make money is a very, very lucrative means. All right. Um, Tosin, okay, question number one. Uh, you know, let's just get into it. What's it like being a game developer in Nigeria? Okay. Um, let me start by saying game development is still quite new to us here in this part of the world. and the game development scene in Nigeria hasn't been that great, I would say. But it has been buzzing for a while now, since 2012, where we had uh-huh. the likes of Malio Games, Koloya Games, and so come up and create games for the African market. 
But since then, it has been ups and downs so far. But with recent events and things are happening, we have more people coming into the game development space. And this has really created new opportunities for people who want to become game developers, tribe. So mm-hmm. the game development scene in Nigeria generally is still here and there, but it's making progress one time. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you think um, other developers look at you guys and say, what are you saying? Don't you go and pick Python? Like I always <laughs> say, game development in Nigeria, the whole industry is just so underrepresented. They don't consider game developers as Man. developers at all. Because it feels like wow. these guys are not writing code. That's hard. Because what most people see is the game itself, the animations working and all. And people are like, oh, so there are codes behind this thing. Yes, of, of course, there are codes behind this thing. <laughs> they actually write codes here. But most people don't just do it. Like, yeah, just few yeah. game development is plug and play. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think, I, think I, I can relate because I had a friend who was into game development and all we usually used to see is when he's working on the graphics end. We don't see when he's actually writing the logic. So everybody always thinks, oh, just to put head on the body and then put arms and then start working by itself. Well, there's a lot more than that. So there's a stigma in game development in Nigeria. I won't call it stigma. Yeah. I think it's um, ignorance. Ignorance. Yeah, people mm. don't know. They don't know about it. All right. That's why we have this podcast. So mm-hmm. today, people are going to learn anyways. Let yes. me say something so, um, before we move on. Sorry. Okay. okay. In a game All development right. studio, when it comes to programming, you have about five or more roles under the programming department itself. Depending on the scale of the studio, okay. you have AI programmers, you have network programmers, you have tools programmers, you have UI programmers, you have audio programmers, all working on just one game. So that shows how large programming is needed when building games. Wow. That's encouraging. And um, <laughs> and um, for like web developers, we have front-end and back-end basically, and then one person can be full star, one person can do everything. <laughs> is, it, is it like that in game dev? Like can one person be the audio, be the AI, be the, you know? Yeah, it depends on the scale of the game. So where you wow. see okay. programmers like that is in indie games development, guys that build indie games. So indie games is more like small studios, small games, have been built, but when it comes okay. to triple A, no, you can't have one person doing all that. Okay, okay. Right. What's triple A? I think triple oh, A is um, like things like triple A is just the same thing as blockbuster movies, like the way you have blockbuster movies, oh. the likes of Avengers, and all you have the likes of GTA, FIFA, those are the triple A games. Okay, I was close, mm-hmm. I guess I was close. Yeah, yeah, all right. So, um so you mentioned, you know, it's still in its developing stages, but even at that, for the f- fact that you yourself are a game developer, I believe that there will be at least some form of market for it. Like maybe there are some customers at least that you guys are seeing or something like that. Am I am I right or am I wrong? Uh, to an extent you are, but the market generally is quite little in this part of the world. I recently spoke with yeah. a game developer friend and he was like, most of his downloads on Play Store are from outside Nigeria. Wow, that okay. Most people that wow. play his games are from Asia. 
South America and wow. like very, very few numbers are from Africa. And I'm like, wow. So the market did he is market Africa and like was he tweeting it? Was he or, or Nigerians don't have the time? <laughs> exactly. Nigerians don't have the time. <laughs> and most Nigerians feel right, games made in Nigeria are not that standard and quality enough. But they always oh, forget yeah. that the games that are standard and quality now started from one place too. Yeah, yeah that's true. So it's just about, you know. Just pushing you guys to that. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I I understand, man. I understand. Yeah. So, like, do you have any games out there? Like, which game are you most proud of that you've worked on? I've worked on a couple of games, but I don't have any commercial game yet. So I wouldn't say there's any game on PlayStation that you can go and download. But I do have some side projects that are available on GitHub. But what I've been doing mostly is creating game projects for learning-based purposes. Oh, okay. So something like, what can we even use? There are a couple of game-based projects, like if you wanted to learn Flexbox or something. Probably. That's kind of like game. Yeah. Like you can just, you can just tell us a little bit about the game so now listeners can see some of the things that our devs in Nigeria, like game devs are doing, you know. Yeah. Are you working okay. on one currently? Am I working on a game currently? Yes. I'm working on this um, Endless Runner game using Buildbox actually. Okay. It was something I used to teach some of the kids I think last week at um, a school I went to, courtesy of the Creative Kids Zone. So I'm working on like a basic game for guys to see and I'll be dropping like a article to walk people through how the game was built and from there they can learn how to use Buildbox. Wow. Okay. That's, that's nice. So it's, that's so that's really cool. Yeah. That's very nice. Tosin is a big deal, okay? Yeah. Have you noticed? <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, so um, what are the current challenges with you and other game developers in Nigeria? Like, right now, let's, okay, you, you have a company you're working on, you know, obviously every day, you have challenges, but what are the biggest challenges like that you guys face as game developers in Nigeria? Apart from the, the usual stigma that you guys aren't doing anything, what about like, let's say you're trying to make a game? What are, what are your biggest challenges in making a game? Okay, um, I think the first one would be monetization. Monetization of games in this part of the world is still very poor. That's why we have a lot of companies that have come and they have just gone. Because hacking the monetization system when it comes to games in this part of the world is still an issue. And also, we have very few people that are into game development. So that doesn't create enough talent pool to oh, get true. developers from. So mm-hmm. these are like some of the things we are facing currently and also the big game companies that we have are not bringing in local developers enough mm. this might be as a result of not having enough developers to bring in or something else and lastly i would say we don't have a structured means 
by which people can learn game development yet. So this has mm. actually been something that has been affecting a whole lot in the industry. There's no structured means by which people can say, okay, I want to learn game dev. This is where I go to. This is how I start. This is how I finish. So what's, what's the current roadmap like? Like if I wanted to become a game dev today, like I'm not settling for anything less. I don't want to do any of the normal tech stuff that a lot of us do in Nigeria. Like I want to become a game dev in Nigeria. Like what's the roadmap like? What do I need to learn? What are the things I need to pick up? What kind of system do I need? <laughs> because I know I can't I can't use my current uh, two gig round. <laughs> so all those kind of things. I, I believe you should have mentioned, I don't know if you should have mentioned that as a challenge too, because those kind of systems are probably quite expensive. Yeah. Right. So Okay. Um uh, for system requirements. Starting basic game development, you won't necessarily need a very, very much system. At least if you are using oh. the likes of construct and let's say build box, you won't be using a very, very much system. Something pretty decent is okay. But when you start moving to games that require large number of assets, where you have crazy ass 3D models that you need to put in your game, that's when you need the heavy machines and all. But like the basic game development standard, you don't really need something that very, very, very much. You just need something pretty decent. Okay. Mm. But once so you're working on decent. the likes of um, pretty decent, four gigram, four gigram, eight gigram. Let's see, quite three, huh? seven to ten. Wow. It's, it's fine. It is when I, I used to think that eight gigram was mad. <laughs> my my system is eight gigram now. Wow. I should yeah. I shouldn't be saying that. We didn't need a graphics. We didn't need a graphics card or graphics oh, driver for any kind of game development. For basic the games. basic the basic Intel graphics card that comes with most pieces. Let's see. Having two gig dedicated or something safe works. It's fine. Something mm-hmm. very basic works. So far, it's basic game development. It works. Chuka, I think we need to start putting our finances together. You know. <laughs> Why is it that? Why is that every time we have some other profession? Imani wants to switch careers so quickly. <laughs> I'm tired, man. <laughs> Web developers, um, I have you guys back. For that. <laughs> okay, we mentioned so, earlier that. Okay. Learning the roadmap, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. There, there's no specific roadmap yet, at least in this part of the world. It's not like there's a bachelor's degree where you can go and bag your game development. Are you um, sure? Degree. In Nigeria, I'm talking about <laughs> this part of the world. Outside there, there are lots of degrees. Outside there, there are lots of degrees. But in this part of the world, there's nothing yet. So most of the game developers I know here started with YouTube. Most game developers will know the likes of Jimmy Vegas and Brackies because that's where they started from. That's where they started learning YouTube. And from there, you now continue moving and moving and meeting other people and just trying to see what you can also grab from everyone. So that's where most people started. It's always YouTube. YouTube is like your whole university on its own. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about um possible softwares that you could use as well? Okay, then for game development IDs, we have Unity, we have Unreal Engine, we have Construct, we have Buildbox, we have Godot. 
But the one that is popular amongst developers here is Unity because Unity is easily okay. accessible and it's not that heavy to start with compared to Unreal. So most people opt in for Unity okay. and it uses um, C Sharp as the scripting tool. Okay. So that's is, what is it um are the are the others paid? Are they paid software? Uh Buildbox now has a free version. Construct also has a free trial now. And Unreal to just became free some months ago, maybe a year or so, but it just became free. So Unity wow. was like readily accessible for a lot of guys when we started. And most of these guys are okay. cross-platform. Okay. Yeah, that, that's 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 cool. That's cool. That's cool. Oh. All right. Well, I, I mentioned earlier that Tosin was, or is, is a co-founder at Africa Communicate. And I know Africa Communicate is like a community, right? That uh, yeah. has... Digital creatives, uh, animators, comic book artists, I guess. Everybody in the same place. So I'll just let Tosin talk a little bit about Africa Communicate. Yeah. Okay, so Africa Communicate is um, a platform whereby we celebrate different people in the digital creative industry, from the game developers to the animators, to people in the movie industry, comics, and so much more. So we do this via insightful events like game jams, yep. conferences, meetups, fireside chats, and the likes. So we recently organized the Africa Communicate Gameathon, which lasted for about two weeks. And the main idea behind the Gameathon was to ensure that we had collaboration across borders. We just didn't want people from Nigeria to work together. We want people from Nigeria to connect with people in South Africa, people in Cameroon and the like. So we just wanted that collaboration across Africa. So we all can see that there are different creatives out there doing amazing things, but with collaboration would go a long way. So we had over 20 games built during the game jam, which lasted for three days. And there, before the game jam, we wow. had different talk sessions from people in Africa and outside Africa, we had representatives from EA Games talk about game development. We had people from various game publishers like Ludic Works, Aha Games, Carry First talk about monetization and publishing in Africa generally. And just to enlighten developers yeah. about how they can actually make money from their games and the processes that they have to go through. And also, we had different yeah. prize-winning categories from the most diverse team to the best team fits game because the theme of the game jam was avoid the spread, avoid the spread of it, avoid the spread of the virus and the likes. And we also had categories like um, the best women in gaming category, sorry. And we also had the most visually appealing game the most creative game and stuff like that. We had cash prizes of about $6,000 that was shared amongst wait, the wait, winners. Wait, wait, 
there was cash price. Yes. <laughs> yes, why, was representing why, why are you like this now? You couldn't even text me on WhatsApp or something. Do you now. build games? As you come I can learn. Come on. Let's move on. I can I can learn, man. Come on. Just, yeah. just keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, for so, cutting shots. Okay. <laughs> That's so we had prizes given out to the winners. We had winners from Zambia. We had winners from Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya. So it was quite interesting meeting a lot of game developers from different parts of Africa. And yeah, that was it. Mm. So with the game at yeah. I was opportunity to meet a lot of people, actually. And it was quite interesting for me. Amazing experience for me. And moving on, we are looking at continuing with monthly game jams to help foster collaboration amongst these developers and not just stop there. We have a community challenge coming up this month to just encourage these developers to create something and share with the world. And we are currently in talks with game publishers like Humble Bundle, AHA Games, to help developers that are creating games push their games out there to the world, both the local market here and the international market as well. Mm. Okay. That sounds like a whole lot you're doing. Yeah, and it also sounds sounds like fun. Yeah. Because like, it just it's games now. You guys are you're not building infrastructure or <laughs> microservices. Can we stop shitting our, our lives? You know, I feel like they're going to come at me on this podcast. Yeah, will. Guys, Thank I'm sorry, you. man. I love you guys. <laughs> you know, totally, you keep talking about monetization. I wanted to ask you because I know you mentioned it being an likes issue. Money. Chill, no, like, come on. Everybody likes money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you mentioned it being an issue. And I was just wondering because, man, it's Africa, right? Like the a large population of the country that broke, yeah, that poor. So, I mean, first of all, it's Africa we're broke, and second of all, it's Africa. Most of us are angry, especially Nigerians, and we, <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have games on our phones, and we don't even have the time to play games. So, like, um, I'm pretty sure people would have thought about all these things. So, how do you think? you plan to tackle that monetization issue? Like, how do you want to get Africans, especially Nigerians, to pay for your games, games that you built? Because sometimes, no matter how interesting it is, once, once you see, see. <laughs> $9.99 on Play Store or, uh, wait, uh, okay, your free trial has ended to purchase that, this game. Um, they are uninstalling it too, straight up. <laughs> so I also, I also hear uh, some of the steps. Um, y'all have taken maybe I'm okay. not communicated what you guys on, you know okay so here it is um, I'm not so big on the monetization aspect I would say because business wise it's a whole lot but with my little knowledge so far the best thing is still to work with in-app purchases and we just have to Restrategize how in-app purchases works now. Fine, the primary um, means of making money from games in this part of the world is via ads. So um, if you play most games, yeah. you see something like reward ads, whereby when you lose, they'll tell you that like, watch this video for 30 seconds to continue instead of you yeah. quitting yeah. the game. 
So things like that have yeah, been implemented smart. and in-app purchases. It's in-app purchases. Until we have that esports mm-hmm. game that everybody wants to play for money, I think we are still going to be yeah. looking at in-app purchases. So it's basically mm-hmm. in-app purchases different different ways. Yeah, that's, that sounds like it. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. That's that's reasonable, I guess. Yeah, I I think we are getting to the end, and uh, we'd like to ask, what piece of advice would you give to anyone trying to start game develop development? So, for instance, after this podcast, me and you can now go and go and put our finances together and get a good laptop. <laughs> you know? So, what's your advice for people like us that want to <laughs> that want to go into game development, at, at least in Nigeria? Okay, the first thing I would say is start as early as you can. And when you're starting out, try to reach out to people that are in that space already. It would help a lot with getting access to resources that you can use to learn. It's providing uh, a roadmap for you to learn and you can have access to various events that could always motivate you and inspire you to continue doing what you want to do. Hmm. Okay. Um. So, Emmanuel and the rest of people that are trying to get into the game dev, you guys have heard, or yeah. So I've already taken notes. And um, if you have more questions, we're going to link to Sense Socials in the show notes. You could also tweet at us. Tweet at us. You know after. Um, this episode and likes. We love hearing from you. All right, Tosi, we're actually rounding up now, but before we end, we always ask. <laughs> always <laughs> we always, play a game. Yes, we always play a game. Either we play a game or we ask you a random question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how we interact with guests is at the beginning of the show, we ask you a question what would you be doing if you're in the tech? And at the end, we also ask you a random question or we mm-hmm. have a little game with you. So Ah, okay. This question is kind of... Can I say contradictory? I don't know. No. Controversial. Controversial, yeah. <laughs> ah, God. English, English. All right. So, yeah, controversial. Ah, I want to see if you're a man, if you're truly a man. <laughs> yes. All right. So, are you ready? Yeah, sure. All right. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Here goes. FIFA or PES? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Are you really asking that question? Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't go direct about this. I'm a pest guy. Okay. I'll definitely choose Oh, oh my, my god. god. Just oh, chill. Just chill and let me finish. So here it is. Okay, I'm listening. There's a reason why Pest says the pitch is ours, and there's a reason why EA Sports FIFA say it's in the game. Pest has the okay. best gameplay. Gameplay-wise, Pest is better than FIFA. But every other thing from soundtrack to the UI to how they carry it and how they package it, FIFA is way better. That's just it. But gameplay-wise, Pest is the best. I used to say FIFA is a man's game. If you like Pest, you're just... <laughs> and the commentary. Pest's commentary is much more fun to listen to than FIFA's commentary. FIFA's commentary is boring to me. Mm-hmm. Trust me. It just has more depth, but it's boring. Wow. You can't have Peter wow. Jr. and Jim Begley commentating and you're telling me it can be boring. Well, really, 
we're going to create a poll on <laughs> on Twitter and ask. Because this is a you, serious, you, you think, a serious one. You think you know someone, <laughs> and they just they just go up, they'll go around and stab you in the back. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for coming on this thank episode. Thank you very much, your, guys. Share your gist with us. Um, and really, betraying us. <laughs> by yeah, well, we're actually really grateful. Um, so we're just going to link Tosin's socials in description and uh, just i think just twitter twitter is okay so that's at king, king underscore, underscore OT. that's k-i-i-n-g k-i-i-n-g underscore ot so we're just going to put the link down below yeah. and if you have any more question for tosin and if you like to argue with him based on exactly best yes call him out drag him <laughs> drag him you are free and uh, we also you know love hearing from every one of you so if you have a question that you're not sure you can ask those things, you can ask us, we'll help you ask him. Don't worry. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. See you again in the next one. 